God's people said. Grab your Bible quickly. Grab your Bible quickly. Remain standing and turn with me to the book of Mark. The book of Mark chapter number four. We're going uh, to go away from our, our New Testament study that we've been in in Matthew. We'll, we'll go back to that possibly next week. Uh, but God's just got something on my heart and I need to share with you and I need to get started quick because he's been talking to me all morning and I'm going to forget what he said. Uh, are you glad to be saved? Uh, I, I, sometimes, sometimes in life, uh, things happen that don't make any sense. They just don't. Uh, sometimes, sometimes God will lead us in a way or the path that he leads us goes through difficult, difficult places and times. And sometimes those, those, those places will cause us to think things that we normally wouldn't think. And, uh, and have an image of God that's just not accurate. And you, you'll see what I'm talking about in a minute to the point that the disciples said, don't you care? Don't you care? And, and you'll see where I'm going in a minute, but, but just bear with me. Uh, this message is going to be maybe a warning for some uh, to just be ready. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be an encouragement to those who are presently in a storm. Uh, but one way or another, we need to get this truth. We need to get this truth. Um, we had a, we had, uh, 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 what do you call that? Brother Dustin, what do we, what do you have Thursday, uh, on the computer, um, conference call, uh, uh, whatever you call it, conference call. There's a bunch of pastors from all over the country on that, uh, that's doing, uh, DMD and, and, and training disciple, disciples making disciple makers. And, and it seemed like every one of them was going through very, very severe difficulty, and, and just in the fight, you know, and, uh, and I was seeing that. And, and, and do you realize that we're not even through the first month of the year and we've already faced unbelievable tragedy uh, and the devil's been fighting like a, a, a wildcat. I mean, it just seems like everywhere you turn, he's, we're not even through the first month of the year. And, and so I, I just want to share with you something that, that God gave me. We've got a, a, a picture of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, and, and I'll share that in a minute, but let's just look and, and, and read and y'all pray for me. How many of y'all pray for me? I really want to encourage you and I want to help you, but I need, I need God to touch me this morning and let's pray that we'll, we'll have his message today. Okay. The Bible says in Mark chapter number four in verse number five, 35, 35, when you get there, say amen. amen. And the same day when the even was come, he saith. Who is the he? It'd be Jesus, right? Your, 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 your letters are read. So that Jesus is the one that, 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 that said this, commanded this, who, who instigated this trip. Let us pass over unto the other side. It's talking about the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also other little ships. And there arose a great storm of what? wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto him master read it with me don't you care don't you care and he arose and rebuked the what the wind that's key we'll get to that in a minute and he said unto the sea 
Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Some of y'all need that this morning. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Now, now go back, go back to verse 35. And then we'll read verse 1 of chapter 5 and we'll pray. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, say it with me. Where? Where? Look in verse 1 of chapter 5. And they came over unto the other side. Now, Sometimes we just deal with a particular set of verses and focus on uh, the, the storm itself, but sometimes in order to really understand the chapter you're reading, you need to, you need to find out what's on the other side. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Yeah. And so we'll read that. So let's pray, and y'all pray that God will speak, all right? Y'all pray that God will speak to us this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so grateful and thankful for your mercy. We're thankful for your grace. Lord, please help us today. Please help us to hear and understand and comprehend your word. Encourage us, strengthen us, build us up, edify your children today. We're in a fight of our lives. Lord, we pray that you'll move in an awesome way. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Let's read a few verses about what's on the other side. They came over into the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He was demon-possessed. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. And he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered, say, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him that he would not send them away out of the country. And now there were nine to the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. So we know this is in the Gentile territories across the other side. Now there it says, and all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000. What does that mean? This guy had 2,000 demons in him. And there were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and they see him. Now get this. 
They come to Jesus and they see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting, clothed, and in his... And all God's people said. Now here's, here's, here's where I want to go. Here's where I want to go. I, I, want you to see, I want you to see this. I, most, if you could zoom in on this and make sure everybody all over the building can see this kind of blends in. But what do we have here? Say it again. A trophy. A trophy. Now, let's just say, let's just say, uh, uh, for the sake of the story, this is the area of the Gadarenes, all right? This is, a, it, it, put that picture up there, if you will. We took this uh, uh, on the Sea of Galilee and... Uh, and, and, yeah, help me with that. <clears throat> All right, this is on the Sea of Galilee. It was kind of raining that day. And, and if you will see the left side, how many of y'all can see the left shore over on, on the left side? That is the other side. All right, you're looking at where they were going, okay? This is where they were going. This is where the demoniac, we'll just say it, the demoniac. All right, he was over here on the other side. Now, we find the disciples are with Jesus and they are ministering. They are serving Jesus. They are walking with Jesus. They are doing what they are supposed to do. Uh, They are having a big time. Everything's going wonderful. Everything's going great. They're seeing Jesus do great things. This is great. This is wonderful. But Jesus said, let us go. Now, they don't have a clue of what's on the other side. Are y'all with me? They don't have a clue to what's on the other side. But Jesus knows there's somebody on the other side that is in desperate need of his attention. And this isn't just anybody. This isn't just any sinner. There were sinners everywhere. This was a, (coughs) excuse me, a special sinner. This was a sinner that no man could tame. This is a sinner that every, every bit of the culture, every bit of the people have tried their best to, to calm him, to control him, to subdue him. But no man could fix this man. And so what did this, what did this demoniac represent? This demoniac was a trophy of Satan. It was a representation of Satan's power. It was a representation of Satan's stronghold. This was someone who could be a testimony of the power of the devil. Are y'all with me? Religion couldn't do it. Man couldn't do it. Nothing they tried. They tried to chain him. They tried to put uh, uh, fetters upon him, lock him down. But Satan's power was too great and he just broke the chains. Are y'all with me? So basically this demoniac is a trophy of the devil. It is a display of the devil's power. It is showing what the devil can do. And don't ever, don't ever make the mistake to think that the devil don't have power. But he's a trophy. Now, now, keep in mind, the disciples don't know he's over there. The only thing they know is that he said, let's go to the other side. Now, how many of y'all know Jesus knew what's on the other side? How many of y'all believe Jesus had an agenda? Jesus had a plan. Jesus knew exactly what he was going to do on the... Are y'all with me? So he gets in the boat. Everybody, everybody, they they load up with Jesus. Y'all with me? They load up with Jesus. And now they're headed to the... But something happens on the way. Something happens on the way. 
The Bible says there is a great storm of, come on, the great storm of wind. 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 Now, now, here's what I, I looked up. I looked up that, that word wind. <clears throat> the word wind, the word wind, it, it, the definition to that is a movement of air. A movement of air. Say it with me. Of air. Now, all right. Now, the demoniac is the devil's, come on, the devil's, all right. Now, we see the disciples are coming over on the Sea of Galilee and something happens. There's a great storm of, so we would say a great movement of air, right? Now, let me, let me, let me read this verse to you. <clears throat> let me read this verse to you. And maybe this will start clicking and coming in into in, in focus. The Bible says, wherein in times past, Ephesians 2, 2, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now, doesn't the Bible say in Job 1, 19, how many of y'all remember when, when, when Job and, and the Lord was, was, was dealing and, and, and he said, okay, there's Job. Have you considered my servant Job? And he said, well, the only reason he serves you and worships you is because you've blessed him and you put a hedge about him. He said, if you'll take that hedge away, let me add him and then and he'll curse you to your face. So he allowed him to move. Now, what did he do? The Bible says in Job 1.19, behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, smote the four corners of the house and it fell on the young men and they are dead. What is he saying? The devil killed Job's kids with a great wind. Wind is a movement of the The scriptures tell us that the devil is the prince of the power of the He is the God of this world. What are you saying? I'm saying that the devil was involved in the great storm of wind. Why? His trophy is being threatened. The display of his power, the display of his strength, the thing that he used to keep everybody in bondage and fear is, listen, is in danger because there's somebody coming from the other side. Are y'all with me? Now to understand the storm, you got to understand what's on the other side. But here, here is what I want you to get. Jesus has got a plan. Jesus has got an agenda. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus loves this man. Jesus loves this man. Jesus wants to deliver this man. He wants to set him free and he wants to establish his power over the devil's kingdom and set him free. Y'all with me? Now we're the disciples. We ain't got a clue. We think we're just on a boat ride with Jesus. We're just following direction. We're just being obedient to what he said. He said, let us go to the other side. So why don't we just. And right in the middle. 
I'm going somewhere. I got an outline. I'll get to it in a minute. But you got to set the table before you eat the groceries. Here we are, obedient, doing what we're supposed to be doing. Not a clue of what's in front of us. And all of a sudden, a storm hits. Specifically, a great wind. What is wind? It's the movement of the air. The devil starts stirring things up. I don't want to get too specific, but the Lord has been blessing DMD in an incredible way. People getting saved, the people got saved are leading other people. It's the way God intended it to be. And God has been moving like crazy. God has been showing himself strong in the devil's kingdom and the devil's kingdom is in danger. And then Sunday we was over the ocean and we got news of the tragedy that happened back here. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even. And I'll be honest with you, I, I hate to admit this, but I got, I got mad. And, 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 you know, you go through all these emotions and then when we get back, we, we see other things that have taken place. The devil's tried to just, and, and then on that conference call, and it's like, I mean, we're supposed to be in Matthew today, but I, I promise you, God is wanting you to hear this. Do you understand? Do you understand how many trophies are out there right now waiting for us to get to the other side. I was sitting right there. I'm telling you, I was sitting right there and God began to speak to me. Uh, Jalen, he, I, I don't, I don't, I, he's psychic. I don't know how he does it, but he does just what we need to hear just in the, in the message. Chains are falling. Another one set free and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and this is what's going through my head. Listen, the disciples, they hated the storm and they didn't appreciate the storm. They didn't like the storm one bit, but I guarantee you the trophy was glad they went through it. Because when he came to Jesus, he said, let me go with you. He said, no, 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 you go back and tell your friends what good things the Lord's done for you. If there's anybody that was glad that the disciples went through a storm, it was the trophy. And listen, this year... You're going to be challenged. This year, listen, I'm going to do everything I can to push you and challenge you to let's go get some trophies. There's people around you that are dying. There's people around you that are in desperate need to be delivered and set free. Jesus wants to deliver them and set them free. Are y'all with me? Say amen. But here's the thing you got to get. Here's the thing you got to get. And by the way, we're doing that. We're doing that. We're, we're making a dent in the devil's kingdom. But here's what I want you to, here's what I want you to write down. Here, here's some things for this year. Here's some things for this year. <clears throat> this is just wisdom from the water. Number one, if you're going to the other side, which we are. Hang on, look at me a minute. I, I got to say something. Everybody look at me. 
Look at me. If you're coming to this church to check off your list and just to be religious and have this activity, then go somewhere else. If you're not here to help us find them trophies, we're not here just to be religious. We're not here just so we can be pampered. We're not here just so we can be babysat. We're here to go find people who need to be delivered. Listen, and, and if that's the case, if we're going to do that, if we're going to actively seek and to do what we can to save that which was lost, if we're going to be like Jesus and if we're going to act like Jesus and we're going to live like Jesus, we're going to pursue the people who are in desperate need of deliverance and we're going to go into the highways and the hedges and we're going to go to the uttermost parts of the earth and we're going to tell them that Jesus saved, Jesus saved. Hear the heart of heaven beating, Jesus saved. And if we're going to do that, which we are, I'm telling you, you can take it to the bank we are. And number one, you better expect some storms. You better expect some storms. Why? You got you to understand this. That's the devil's kingdom. And he's not just going to roll over and play dead. Let me give you a couple verses. Let me give you a couple verses. John 16, 33. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have. In the world you shall have. Do I need to define tribulation or y'all good? Y'all understand it. If you want to look at tribulation, read the book of Revelation and you'll find what tribulation is. Basically, it's hell on earth. So what is he saying? In this world, while we're looking for trophies, you're going to have hell on earth. But guess what? That's all the hell you're ever going to see. Acts 14, 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must through much... 1 Peter 4.12, Peter tells him, Beloved, think it not strange. Don't think this is weird. Think it not strange concerning the what? The fiery trial. Don't be surprised when hell breaks loose in your life. Don't be surprised if you're traveling with Jesus, if you're being obedient to Jesus, if you're being obedient to his call. Don't be surprised when things go bad. Don't be so... Surprise when the fiery trials. He didn't say trial, he said fiery trials. First Peter 5 8, be sober, <clears throat> be vigilant because you're what is an adversary? He's an enemy. Your adversary, the devil's as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Second Timothy 2 3, thou therefore endure. Hardness as a good soldier. Soldiers are for battles. God is calling you a soldier. God is calling you a soldier. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. If you're going to be seeking trophies. And the problem is, the problem is, is most of us in here are like the disciples. 
they're not even realizing that they're a trophy. All they know is they're in the boat with Jesus. But let me tell you something. The closer you get to Jesus, the more apt you are to get in a storm. The storm you're going through may not be because you're doing something wrong. It may be just that you're doing something right. But if we're going to seek those who are in need of deliverance, if we're going to keep making disciples that are disciple makers, I promise you it's time we understand we need to expect storms. They cannot catch us by surprise. We need to expect the devil to fight. We need to listen. And if the devil's not fighting, we're not, we're not doing something right. One young preacher asked John R. Rice, said, why do you talk about the devil uh, attacking you all the time? He, he doesn't attack me that way. He said, if you jerked on his tail as much as I do, he'd attack you too. Are y'all with me? Now, here's the thing. We got to expect storms. We can't be surprised. Think it not strange. Peter said, don't be surprised when, when hell breaks through in your life. Don't be surprised when the devil attacks you. Just understand understand you've got an enemy you're in a fight you're in a fight say it with me some christians act like a soldier on the battlefield he's on the battlefield on the front lines and somebody shoot did you see that somebody shot at us what is going on i'll tell you what's going on you're on the front lines in a fight number two number two First, what was number one? Say it again. Number two, and this is really important. You better know how to find Jesus. You better know how to find Jesus. These disciples ran to Jesus. Now I know, I know. They didn't even have faith. They were fearful and they, they, they didn't even think he cared. Well, I can't be too hard on them. Because I felt that myself. Now, all you in here that's of great faith and you've never been afraid and you never thought God's done you wrong, just ignore what I'm fixing to say. And just go ahead and come to the and repent of your lying right now. They may have had little faith, but they knew where to run. Now, why are you saying this, preacher? Because I've done seen way too many people that go through a storm, and the first thing they do is leave and run from God. When you're going through a storm, that's the last, that's the last time to leave God. You need to run to God. But, preacher, I don't have any faith. It don't matter. They ran to him anyway. Preacher, I'm upset at him. I'm mad at him. I don't understand. It don't matter. Run to him anyway. He knoweth our frame. He knows every hair on my head. He knows every thought in my mind. It doesn't matter that, that I'm upset. It doesn't matter that I'm blaming him. It doesn't matter that I think he's done me wrong. None of that matters. Jesus knows about it. Just know how to find him. Know how to pray. And you want me to tell you how to find Jesus in the storm? Be with him before the storm hits. Listen, if you know where he's at before the storm, you'll be a whole lot apt to find him during the storm. And all God's people say it. 
what happened to the disciples. And I got to hurry. What happened to the disciples who, who, listen, when they were threatened in the book of Acts, they were threatened and said, don't be preaching in this name no more. And they beat them and they went back to the church and they said, here's what's happened. They, listen, they didn't call their local politician. They didn't, they didn't begin to uh, 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 debate. They didn't, hey, they didn't throw up a, let's just, let's just revolt. No, no, no. The Bible says they prayed. They went to God in prayer and they say, God, do you see what's happening? God, give us boldness. Here's what we need to do in the storm. We need to run straight to Jesus and we need to tell him how we feel. You say, preacher, listen, how I feel may be sinful. It doesn't matter. Be honest and open with him. He would rather you be truthful and transparent than fake. God isn't going to want to hear what I got to say. You'd be amazed. Tell him anyway. He already knows. Be real. Be transparent. They were real. They said, don't you care that we perish? God didn't say, how dare you? Some of us got the wrong idea of our Lord. I'm frustrated. I understand. I'm hurt. I understand. I know. Go to him anyway. I don't think he cares. If he cared, why am I going through this? I, I can't answer that. But he loves you enough to listen. Preacher, why am I going through this? Well, maybe it's because God's got great plans for you. Can you imagine what it was like to see the miracle of deliverance of this man? You may be in a storm right now because God has things prepared for you in 2020 that the devil is trying to stir up things to keep you from it. Well, I just can't see it. Neither could they. They didn't know. All they knew was they was on a boat ride with Jesus. But they got to see a trophy of Satan turn into a trophy of grace. Richard, what are you saying? I'm saying just expect storms this year. Know how to find Jesus. Know how to find Jesus. So preacher, tell us how to find Jesus. Jesus! Just call on him. Know how to find Jesus. Number, number three. Remember what he can do. Remember what he can do. Now here's... here's, here's Let's, let's, let's study a little bit right here. Let's study a little bit right here. Jesus wakes up. And let me, let, me, let me help you with something. This is cool. It might not be to you, but it is to me. The wind is blowing so hard that it's causing the waves to fill the boat. Wind is a movement of the air. A wave is the result of the wind. 
In other words, the wind causes the waves. Y'all with me? And it has, it has filled the boat with water. Y'all, y'all paying attention? Watch. What's Jesus doing? He's sleeping. He's sleeping. The wind didn't wake him. The waves didn't wake him. The water didn't wake him. In other words, everything that's causing us distress ain't even... But, but the moment one of his disciples cry out, You don't think he cares about you? The wind didn't wake him. The water didn't wake him. The waves didn't wake him. Nothing woke him but the cry of his children. And this is what it says. This is what it says. Now let's break it down. This is why you don't read the Bible fast. You read it slow and you break it down. The first thing that happened. Anybody want to guess what was the first thing that happened? Do y'all even read your Bible? It says he did something. What did he do? What was the first action Jesus took? I mean, after he woke up, people. What did he do? Say it again. Say it again. He rebuked the wind. Most people would have said, he said, peace, be still. No, he didn't. He rebuked the wind. Now, why is it significant? The word rebuke there means stop. It means cease. Here's what he did. The ship is tossing to and fro. He walks up and says, stop. Now, who is the prince of the power of the air? The wind. The wind is the movement of the air. Who's controlling the air? And what did Jesus just say? Knock it off. Now watch. Now watch. Then he says to the sea. The sea. The commotion was being caused by the great wind, the movement of the air, the prince of the power of the air. Stop! Then he looks at the sea. That's all in turmoil because of the wind. After he rebuked the wind, he looked at the sea and said, You know what that word means? It means to cease speaking. In other words, he he looks at the sea and says, Have you ever watched a, a mother with a baby that was real upset? And she'll hold it tight and she'll pat it on the back and she'll go, Shh. Yeah. Right. It's be all right. 
Everything's going to be all right. Why is this significant? Look at this. Look at your notes, guys. Look at your notes. The wind is the cause. The activity of Satan. The waves are the effect. Can everybody see that? If there is no wind, there is no waves. And let me, let me, let me, when we, uh, Dad and, 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 and the Browns, if y'all remember, when we were on the Sea of Galilee, it was like glass, wasn't it? I mean like glass. There wasn't a ripple on the water because there was absolutely no wind. Well, when, when Mom went with us this year, with our team this year, there, it, was, it was stormy, it was rainy, it was windy, and it was white capping. And it was rough. Why? Because of the wind. The wind is the cause. The waves are the effect. Is everybody with me on that? You say, what does that got to do with us? Now watch this. Watch this. Look here. In our situations, often there is the thing that is causing the problem. And then separately, there are the resulting circumstances that are troubling us. For instance, intense worry and anxiety may be our circumstances and the loss of a job may be the cause. In other words, a loss of a job is the cause, but the worry is the result. Does that make sense? Smoldering anger may be our circumstances and a broken relationship may be the cause. It is important to know that God can help us with our circumstances as well as the original problem. Are y'all with me? It is important as we see these two distinct actions that Jesus makes that we understand that God can deal with both what created our problem and with the difficult circumstances that came as a result. He can stop Satan. And he can calm the turmoil that Satan has caused. You need to know. Remember what I said? Remember what he can do. In your storm, in your tragedy, you may not understand completely. You may not know that there's a trophy on the other side waiting on you that the devil's trying to keep you from. You may not understand that there is victory in your future and there is a win in your future that God wants you to experience and the devil is trying to stop you. But you need to remember that even in the midst of your storm that you serve a God who can say, Stop! And more importantly, he can say, peace. It's one thing for him to stop the storm, but it's another thing for him to give you peace. And all God's people said, in the storm, you you need to remember what he can do. Then number four, let's quit with this. He turns to him. He turns to him and says, Why are you so fearful? Where's your faith? Now, to understand the significance of that, you've got to understand he'd been teaching the word throughout that whole chapter. Now, everybody look at me a minute. This is important, guys. This is really, really important. I'm, I'm early. I'm early. Why? 
Jesus is saying, why? You know what that tells me? There is an expectation from Jesus of them to have some faith. In other words, after he taught them the word, he had an expectation of spiritual growth. And he's saying, you should be further along than this. You should, be, you should be more mature than this. You should be further along. And, and I'm, not try, I'm not saying this to hurt anybody's feelings or not, but if we're falling apart in the storm, we're not where we're supposed to be. And, and God is allowing a storm to show us where we are. He says, where, why are you so little faith? All the word you've been learning, all of the word, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by Some of y'all have been in this church for years and years and years and you're still immature when you should have great faith. And he says, why are you so fearful? And they turn to each other. And the Bible says they, they had a fear that was an exceeding great fear. And said, what manner of man is this? How in the world does he have the power to stop a storm? Now, now, now stay with me. This is important. What happened? Their fear of him. It was an exceeding great fear. In other words, it was a difference. They stopped fearing the storm. And they began to fear him. Now, what does that mean? Let, let me put it in a way we can understand it. If we will stand in awe, in reverence, in godly fear of Him, if we will learn to fear Him, we will never fear anything else. When we put Him in His proper place, what is His proper place? That He's bigger than my storm. He's bigger than my tragedy. He's more powerful than what I'm facing. Nothing is impossible to Him. And if I'm going through it, He can get me through it. I may be in the storm, but I'm riding with Jesus. When you learn to fear Him, you'll never fear anything else. Prove it. Okay. Do you know the Bible? Brother Melvin, the Bible says they were in a storm again. And even more specifically, he wasn't with them. The Bible says he went up on the mountain to pray and he sent them forth. So here they are by themselves. Well, preacher, what are you getting at? Your tests will graduate. Don't brag, don't brag about the, the, the win you had yesterday. Because new days bring new devils. And as, as they say, new levels bring new devils. When you was in, when you was in high school... When you was a senior in high school, your, your math test didn't consist of two plus two. Come on. I would have been better off if it was, amen. 
But I left that a long time ago. I'm, I'm way past that. Preacher, what's the point? The first test they went through, the first storm they went through, he was with them. And he needed to be. The second one he put them through, he wasn't with them. Why? He was expecting some growth. And if you'll study it out, you'll find out that they never were afraid of the storm. Well, they cried out in fear. Yeah, when they saw him walking on the water. New level. New test. In that situation, he was testing their superstition. Because their superstition was this. They believed before a person died that they would see a ghost, and they thought he was a ghost, so therefore we're fixing to die. When he said, it is I. But the rain and the waves and the wind did not shake him up again. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. You may be in a storm. And you may need to run to this altar and find Jesus. And you remember that he is this peace speaker. You don't have to understand why it's happening. You don't even have to know. Jesus didn't say, listen, the only reason this is going on is because there is a demoniac over there that we're fixing to deliver and the devil is trying to stop us. And he didn't, he didn't, he, do you realize God never gives an explanation? All he says is, trust me. Some of y'all are wanting God to give you an explanation and he's not going to. I just want to know why. You can hang that up. Because God don't need to explain. He just wants you to trust. And I'm saying this, I'm preaching to myself. Because it would have been a whole lot easier for me to know, hey, there's a demoniac over there, the devil's trying to stop us, let's ride. No, 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 no. Then it wouldn't be faith. God wants you to trust him even if you can't see the other side. But I'm here to tell you by the scriptures, there is another side. And there is a reason you're in this storm. And the only reason the devil will try to stop you is because you're fixing to see something great. So know how to find Jesus. Come to this altar and say, God, I know you can do it. Please help me. To preach, I don't have the faith I need to have. Well, come ask God to help you with it. I'm afraid. Come tell him. Come tell him. Cast thy care upon the Lord, for he... Cast thy burden upon him, and he shall sustain thee. He'll never leave us, nor forsake us. And all God's people say it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're in a storm. We face things we just don't understand and can't figure out. Lord, there's folks in this room right now that's just going through difficulty all from one end to the other. Please speak peace into their heart. Please show them that you can say peace, be still. Show them that you can rebuke the devil in their life. You can rebuke the the cause of the storm. And you can bring comfort and you can bring peace, and you can bring grace. As every head's bowed, if you're in a storm this morning, come find Jesus. Come find Jesus. Just stand to your feet slowly. Keep your heads bowed. Give people an opportunity to, to get out.
You're going through something you don't understand. Just come find Jesus. They ran to Jesus. They ran to Jesus. Come run to him. You're going through it, you come. You're going through something that you don't understand, come on. You're going through something that doesn't make sense in your life or you're facing trials, you come. You come. All over the building. Just saying, Jay. Just saying. If you don't need to come to this altar and pray, pray for the ones at this altar. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ that are going through a trial and a storm. You pray for Jalen Saints. Leave it there. Leave it there. Are you dealing Take right now? Take your burdens oh, to God. the Lord. And leave it there. Help all the and if you trust and never doubt, He will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord. Leave it there. Oh, leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord. Leave it there. They ran to Jesus. If you trust and never doubt, He will surely bring you out take your burdens to the Lord leave there and if the world from you withhold of its silver and its gold and you have to get along with me or fair friend just remember in his word how he feeds the little birds take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there just leave it there